3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
4: Creamy. Crunchy.
2: Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. 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 Creamy. Crunchy.
5: Welcome to the Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. This is Food Court with Richard Blaze. That is me. I've been a chef and a judge all over food TV, and now I'm here. What does that mean for my career, Producer Crystal? I don't know, but this is what's going on. I am here for it. I am here to judge your opinions. Joining us in the Food Court today, we have two incredible women that I'm lucky enough to know and quite honestly aspire to. The first is the founder and CEO of Headley & Bennett and has a new book called Dream First, Details Later. It's Ellen Bennett. Crowd roaring as the... Hi
1: Richard. What is
5: going on Ellen? (laughs) I can see that you are joining us from the workshop, the atelier, so to speak.
1: That's right. That's right. I'm here in the factory.
5: What's going on? Is there there a coming what's good what's what's behind you i no one can see us because it's a podcast but okay i, I don't want to reveal like a super like uh all right so i, I stumbled upon mom's something the word. Mom's, mom's the, the word. word we'll have to cut that out producer crystal no worries ellen you are going up against a well we all know at this point now one of the toughest competitors in the food game an incredible chef restaurateur fellow top chef judge tournament of champions champion top chef champion champion of champions it is Brooke Williamson. I'm like laughing at you,
4: but I'm trying not to let anybody hear me <laughs> Oh my God, you have a play provisions hat on. Oh, thank you, Richard.
5: I didn't want to show Ellen's book and then oh, like thank you. Not express that I have free merch from both I'm... of you. So I just wanted to keep that keep that you know fair. impartial.
4: I, I appreciate that, and um, I also didn't realize that you were judging this this argument. I thought we were just having a friendly debate, but this is being judged, huh?
5: Oh yeah, this is it. I am the judge.
1: Everything's a
4: judgment. <laughs> yep.
5: I am the judge. I am the jury. And hopefully this will not damage a friendship, but you never know. I usually say this later in the I, I say this later in the episode. My uh, my opinion is not a part of this. I am I am literally and truly just judging gotcha. the debate. Okay. I may have an opinion that's different than the verdict, but we will see how that goes. Now listen, ladies, you're both amazing. I want to know the origin story of this relationship? How did you first meet each hmm.
4: other? Do you
1: remember? <laughs> we, we both went, hmm. It's been a minute. Um, I, it's been a huge, gigantic minute. I actually think you came, I don't know where we met in real life first, but then you came to the tiny little 400 square uh-huh. foot office that I had in downtown LA, where I had a cutting table that I was so proud of, and that was about all I had. When, how? And by the way, I don't I don't know if you knew, but I had to get my aunt to co-sign that space with me because they refused to give me the 400-square-foot office, and it was $400 a month, and I couldn't get it on my own. So my aunt co-signed it, yeah. So you came to that office, which was year... One and a half. Which was how many years impressive. ago? Like eight years ago? Something like that? I mean it's been Yeah, a I think I was actually sent to you by <laughs>
4: someone who had seen or purchased one of your aprons, or maybe a friend. Someone recommended that I go visit you and I visited yeah. you and I walked into that that office was really impressive to me <laughs>
1: at the time. Same. I I was in. impressed. Yeah,
4: there were there were colors <laughs> everywhere. There were you know, it was it was really impressive what you were just what you were doing really kind of blew my mind. And apparently momentarily was going to be blowing people's minds across the world
1: so (laughs) perception
5: is reality see ellen you were like i only have a cutting table and brooke was like you have a cutting table
1: (laughs) oh Richard, let me don't get me wrong. I was very excited about that cutting table. <laughs> it was the greatest cutting table I'd ever seen in the world. I was very
5: where, drunk. where where is said physical cutting table?
1: Oh, we still we dragged it on to the next office and the next office and then eventually the factory. So it's come with us everywhere. It's still very much in, in the family. But yeah, Brooke was actually preparing to do playa provisions. I remember she's like, there's gonna be an ice cream shop, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do seafood, and there's gonna be this. And And we're gonna do that and I was like holy cow that's ambitious that's so cool and then she freaking did it
4: that's so funny that checks out because that was like eight years ago
1: (laughs) that's what I'm saying
5: and look at both of you now truly just crushing the game Ellen Ellen, soon that table is gonna be behind some glass like at the Hedley and Bennett Museum when you know this (laughs) thing is just totally totally over the top right like I went once weird story here and I don't think you've ever heard either of your brands brought up in the same sentence as Walmart but one time (laughs) I was in the Walmart Hall of Fame Museum and you got to see the founder's like pickup truck that he drove to work every day. And I feel like that cutting table one day is going to be in the uh, Headley and Bennett Museum.
1: I love
5: that. Well, now I'm going to make a suggestion. When that museum happens, I think we get the wax figures of both of you in a scene (gasps) at that cutting table. Like the early days. I
4: like that. I like that.
1: (laughs) Like a moment. Bring back the moment, freeze it in time.
5: You also can create that moment with Legos. Uh, we would love that. We would love that.
1: <laughs> we would. This to anyone
4: out is, there. It's getting weird. We would need it's some. It's getting cra- weird already. We would already. need some craggle though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my God.
5: All right. Now listen, you have brought uh, both of you an exciting case to the food court today. One that divides households. It's, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's good if people in your house disagree. Ellen, congrats on the new book coming Yay! out.
4: So exciting. Thank you.
5: It's an amazing read i have my daughters reading it as well you are totally inspiring how's the tour going the virtual tour
1: oh it's so the book's called dream first details later since everyone can't see our screen and we are yeah we're in week two and a half of the tour i never thought this would be a digital tour so that was that was a pivot you know the word of 2020 But I've loved it because I get to see all of my friends all over the country like back to back all day long and that's been really fun. And lots of people are getting to read the book and they're emailing me and direct messaging me and saying, I've already read the book three times. Oh my God, it's the pep talk I needed. It's going to give me, you know, they're just like, it's hitting home. And that's so cool when you work on something for three freaking years to put it out into the universe and like have people love it is really special and so it's been good see i get to see your guys mugs even if we're sort of quasi near each other in california we're all in our own little huts so i love that i get to see you guys
4: because of the book too saw you on the ellen show that it hasn't been completely digital right you actually did the ellen
1: show (laughs) yes yeah, that's that's true. That was weirdly enough. The only physical mm-hmm. thing that I did was go on the Ellen show, which was a oh freaking God. dream come true coming out on the stage and having the two chairs and Ellen standing there waiting. And I came out and talked to her. It was awesome. I like madness still can't believe that I that haven't watched happened. the full clip.
5: Did was it was there dancing that happening? Because uh, you're a big dancer. <laughs> She's a dancer. You're both named Ellen. I'm sure there was an an Ellen dance. Hall. There
1: was a commercial break. There was a dance session at the end of the show when they were, like, playing the credits. It was a whole thing. Yeah, the clip we put on Instagram on Ellen Marie Bennett was a little shorter than the actual, like, full kitten caboodle. But it was awesome. And she even gave her entire audience books. So 200 people got copies of the book, which was really
4: cool.
1: So cool. Mm -hmm.
5: And you get a book and you get a book (laughs) and you get a book.
1: I think that's a different show.
5: Oh, that (laughs) was a different. That is a different show. What do I know? (laughs) And Brooke, always killing the game. Playa Provisions, your restaurant in L.A., one of the best. You're judging Top Chef. You got another secret show that I I don't know about that you were. I don't know. You spent a year in Texas. Oh, what is it? it. Tell tell Um, us about
4: it. Bobby Flay's Barbecue Brawl. We actually shot two seasons uh, at once. I am a judge on all of the 18 episodes that we just that we just shot and it was a lot of fun. It was it's like a um it's a team challenge scenario. Michael Simon, Bobby Flay and Eddie Jackson are the team captains and then myself Rodney Scott and Carson Kressley are the resident judges. And we're judging, you know, teams, teams of pitmasters kind of trying to out pitmaster each other. It was a really fun show. So that starts airing in June.
5: I'm not I'm not going to watch the show. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just kidding. Cool. I'm going to watch Thanks. every episode of it. Good talk. But you know I, I, what I was really, what, no, no, <laughs> I'm going to watch the show. But what I really loved was, honestly, I am 100% here for Texas Brook. Like, I mean you were just like I mean every day
1: around on Instagram. If anybody didn't assume this had to do with barbecue, they were like crazy. (laughs) Did it did my outfits scream barbecue to you? They just
4: they didn't no, scream barbecue, they but they just like, screamed
5: like Texas Brook, yeah. Western Thanks. Western Brook.
4: I was a fan of Western Brook too. I feel I feel like I should live there for a little bit, like <laughs> in 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 Texas Brook, not necessarily in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what I meant yeah.
5: though. Like, you're like you could tell that you were in it and yeah, you were yeah, enjoying yeah. it, and you were like, yeah, the, it was the on vibe brand. Was, it was authentic. On
4: brand. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> can't, can't wait to see it. And I love the fact, Brooke, you know I'm a fan, that you've like, you're, you're just crushing it in every which way now. So like you're doing all this judging, you're hosting these things. What is the biggest challenge that you've seen going from like competitor to judge host?
4: I will say that that just doing more of it has gotten me a bit more in, in my comfort level. But TV, unlike you, Richard, t- TV personality doesn't come naturally to me. I mean, what? I feel like you... No, 1000%, it takes it takes a moment for me to sort of settle in and, and be comfortable with not doing something with my hands, you know, standing mm. in front of people and being critical of of them while not participating in the madness of what's going on is really difficult for me. I've definitely settled in a little bit in during those 18 episodes plus, you know, we just we just shot Top Chef as as judges in Portland. And I feel like I've been doing it enough to feel like I kind of know what I'm doing, but that's not something that comes naturally to me at all.
5: Successful people sell themselves short and are always looking to be better. Both of you are like that, I'm like that. Brooke, you're crushing the game. That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. I think you're settled in quite admirably. Okay, listen, let's get into the challenge today. Okay. We have a debate. This is food court, not just three friends talking, which is another podcast that I have. Ellen, tell us about the case. (laughs) Yeah, tell us about the case that you've brought to the food court today in around a sentence or so.
1: Well, there's some like classic things that people love in the home, but I, sorry for being so diplomatic over here, Jack. And long-winded, Ellen. (laughs) God. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry my competitor is, like, a dear friend, and I love her, too. So, not going to... not gonna. What What is the debate? What this are we debating? This is not going to make or break our relationship. It's the brownie though. bits. It's the brownie bits. <laughs> the edges or... Right? The edges or the middle? The edges or the middle?
5: Brownie edges versus brownie centers or middles? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I... First of all, props and congrats for coming to the food court with the most obscure inside <laughs> cooking debate that we have ever had but it's usually like ketchup versus mustard hot dogs versus hamburger oh wow you are like deep into not only just baking this isn't a baking debate this is like a specific baking debate about one specific item that's right brownies which was as a sidebar jasmine blaze's birthday last week which was her request was for me to make brownies. oh my god so we have some serious
4: which part was eaten first in your household richard exactly that's what well we we'll know. reveal
5: that at the end of the show brooke we'll reveal that at the end of the show <laughs> so wait. um i'm assuming then brooke that you're eating the center pieces
4: why do you assume why do you assume that why do i look well, like what? a center lover to you maybe i'm arguing the edges
5: hmm? well which side are you arguing i'm
4: arguing centers <laughs>
1: Oh my God, I, okay, so I right. to believe that. To be clear, I am arguing edges all the way.
5: Okay, all right, I like this. Okay, here we go, let's get right into it. It is gonna be Ellen Bennett arguing for brownie edges, Brooke Williamson arguing for the brownie centers. But before we get into the official arguments, i like to have a quick trivia round. Ladies, are you ready for the trivia? Wait, so a
1: ready. trivia to the trivia. Okay, bring it on, trivia squad. <laughs> All
5: right. If you win the trivia round, the prize is that you get to decide the order in which you present your debate. So you'll get to say, "I get I go first or I go last in the debate." No big reaction there, so that's good. Either way is going to work <laughs> We're for both mentally you. preparing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you
1: talking
4: I like about? It. We're saving and our reps. And since Oh, now we're still I'm like recording. Sweating now. <laughs>
5: Oh my gosh, always the competitor, always the competitor. And then she wins, right? And it's like, I was so worried. It's like, is it a hustle? Is it a hustle at this point, Brooke?
4: I was never on the debate team. That's just me. I'm just going to throw that out there.
5: All right, fair enough, fair enough. Since we're still recording from home, however, or factory, as is the case with Ellen, we have to be creative using our buzzer sound. Ellen, what is the sound that you'll be using today? Beep. Was that a a, a boop?
1: (laughs) It was a beep.
5: Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. It's a beep. I like that. That works. Okay. I'm trying to think. What is that? A sound? Uh, like where does that sound? It's like a calls coming through.
1: Yeah. It's like if a, you're <laughs> on a phone. Fo- if you're on a line. It's like a Mexican. It's
5: like a Mexican city bus. Oh. Okay. Mexican city bus. Boop. Beep. I like it. That works. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to be going up against Brooke Williamson's sound effect, which is. Hmm. Is it the sigh? Is it the sigh? <laughs>
4: exactly. I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's a meow. Meow.
5: A meow. <laughs> I like the meow. Like Do you ever like see a Super non- Troopers? Like s- yeah. Have you seen Super Troopers? Uh, of course. You know the part where okay. like,
4: like every other word is like meow? Yeah. I have, I have a question. Meow. <laughs> Hold on, right meow. <laughs> right meow, I'm going <laughs> to.
1: Right meow, meow, meow. Did I right say meow.
5: Meow. <laughs> All right, I like the sound effects. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> The sound effects are working for me. I like how you both chose sounds that you can make with your mouth. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want to come in and bang on drums and stuff. And the fact is, it takes an extra half a second yeah. to bang to on bang something. And something. With your, That's right. To just in your, you know, to, to make a sound or...
4: As have dogs squeeze that would start the dog barking. Or, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
5: Okay, here we go. Trivia, three questions. Question one is multiple choice. What is the main difference between a brownie and a chocolate cake? A, one is delicious and one is boring. (laughs) B, cake is made with twice as much flour. C, only one is made with cocoa. Meow.
4: Multiple (laughs) choice.
5: (laughs) The answer is going to go to Brooke's meow. By the way, it's a non-sassy meow. It's just sort of like a (laughs) matter of fact. I'm not
4: thinking about the quality of the meow. I'm thinking about the answer. I'm going to go with B, cake has twice
1: as much flour.
5: Ooh, Brooke Williamson. The answer is actually B. It is correct, yes. Brooke Williamson.
1: I had the same answer, Getting but it, it took right. too long to beep. Damn
5: it! <laughs> yep, that's all it that's all it takes in the food court. A half a second, cake is made with twice as much flour. Cake actually usually has a little less cocoa as well, but the flour makes the most obvious difference. Yeah. Real quick, we, before we even do this, we had a debate on the food court season one early on. Cake versus pie. Where would you weigh in? Real pie? quick. Pie. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh cake. my God. Pie. No questions asked. Like all nope. day long, I want pie. In I want face. like. I want like
4: Costco sheet cake. I just want pies. Oh,
5: lots of pies. Producer Crystal, when we get into our like all star season and we revisit some of our favorite episodes, this is when we're going to have to bring Brooke and Ellen back. Okay, question two. That means that Brooke Williamson, you're up one to zero. Question two in the trivia What is the most popular brownie addition? The most popular addition to the brownie batter. Wait,
1: am I allowed to chime in or just Brooke?
5: Yes, no, this is. uh, Uh, I'm gonna. Ellen Bennett chiming in. It's
1: multiple choice.
5: No, no, no. Question two is not multiple choice.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) He's really throwing us some zingers. I thought this was gonna be easy. Jeez. I was waiting. For
4: the multiple choice. Uh,
5: Question two, not multiple choice. (gasps) Ellen Bennett chimed in with walnuts. And you are correct, Ellen. Obviously,
4: I had the same answer.
1: I just didn't meow (laughs) in time. Well, I had the same last answer, too, and I didn't beep in time. So take that, Brooke. Watch, we're going to not be friends by the end of this episode. Can we just get those
5: sound bites, Crystal? I had the right answer. I just didn't meow in time. That I want on the season three hype reel. All right, there we go. Walnuts is the answer. That means that it is tied up. 1-1. One, one. Question three. It's pretty simple. Whoever gets this one right will win Wait. the trivia round. Question three. Yes, Brooke?
4: Is it multiple choice, Richard?
5: This is my court, Brooke. Ugh. I do not have to tell you if okay. it's multiple choice. But I will because we're friends. This is not okay. multiple choice. This is not a multiple choice question. You can chime in with your sound effect whenever you want question, during the question. Richard. Just like a normal... Strap. Stop Just like a normal game show question. Brooke.
1: Give us the
4: question. Okay. My hands are sweating.
5: <laughs> Here we go. Question 3. What is the name of the 1999 movie where a dinner party ends with the group telling their best sob story in order to win the last brown What?
1: I got nothing. Wow.
4: This is a
5: 1999 rom-com. A 1999 rom-com that you definitely have seen. Now's
1: when we need a multiple choice. (laughs) Jesus. I
5: I will give you a hint. I will give you a hint. Your your hint is a 1999 movie that where a brownie is discussed. It's a rom-com and it starred Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Oh, Notting Hill. Oh. I will not accept an answer without a buzzer. Notting Hill. Alan Bennett.
1: (laughs)
4: Playing
5: by the rules and getting it right with Notting Hill.
1: Oh, I mean, come on, it's Hugh Grant. God. I also haven't seen Hugh that movie Grant since. Hugh Grant and it
5: Julia Roberts.
1: Out. Agreed. But if you think back to, like, what has Hugh Grant been in since Notting Hill? Oh, that's a good point. Good he time. was in he was in that show no well, he HBO just was in a murder he, mystery like, his wife yes he, uh, what was yeah, the name yeah, of that yeah, yeah. that was brilliant i don't remember but it was really brutal and you really kind of see a dark side to hugh grant which i think he's actually that way in real life i'm not sure though <laughs> <laughs> and Spill. suddenly richard blaze's podcast becomes tmz no,
5: the yes, tea as in spilling the tea, MZ, with Ellen Bennett and Brooke Williamson. Oh I love it. God. Brooke, uh, by the way, you can't see her, but in disgust, took an aggressive sip of her detox tea, knowing that she is that, lost. that
4: statement right there. An aggressive sip. <laughs> of aggressive. Her it, detox
1: could been, tea. it could have
4: been tequila, but it was detox no, tea. No, it's detox tea,
5: and that means Ellen Bennett. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> Ellen Bennett, that means you have won the trivia round and you get to make the toughest choice in food court whether to present your argument first or last.
1: Okay. Last.
4: Okay.
5: Okay. All right. Ellen Bennett will take what most people decide. She will debate second, taking the baseball home field approach. She will bat last. That means Brooke Williamson is going to argue for brownie middles first. And we'll get into that argument right after this quick break.
3: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post errands pick pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
2: Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parish from my new series, Parish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from my life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen gray is invited to drive for this man he's invited to make money and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do i did what you told me to and he's in a world over his head now let's go he will try to do what's right and seek justice parish all new sundays at nine on amc and stream on amc plus
5: And we are back to recap today in the food court. We have Ellen Bennett and Brooke Williamson who are about to debate the crispy brownie edges versus those gooey brownie centers. The way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During the three minutes, you need to lay out your case and not focus on your opponent or their case. Use the three minutes as your campaigning time to really convince me, your judge and jury, that you are correct. Does that make sense, ladies?
4: Yes. Three minutes feels like a long time
1: to talk about Centers.
5: three minutes is a long time you can certainly end your case prematurely you just let I me know that. You're, i think we can advocate
1: for a shorter more consolidated tour
5: that's i mean great. i'm not and great at
1: concise but
5: no worries that'll work we'll still play it okay. as three minutes and now listen don't worry about letting your opponent know why they got it all wrong you will have two minutes as a rebuttal after the first argument oh God, to wow. let wow there's so Brooke many layers Ellen to know this why so there's there's really not, there's really not. It's just two arguments. You state your case, and then you rebut your case. It's a it's a traditional debate, everyone. Okay, here we go. Time to get into it. Wait, who won the debate? I forget already. Who won the, the trivia? I won the Ellen. debate, okay.
1: and then I, but I Sorry, told
5: her she Sorry, you won the trivia. She you have could, not the won trivia. the debate.
4: she has not won any debate yet. She's won trivia. Just That's let's true. make that clear. She won trivia,
5: <laughs> which is pretty trivial. Brooke, you're three minutes to let us know why brownie centers oh, are the yeah. best starts now. Brooke Williamson, what do you got to say?
4: Wow. The, first of all, I'm just going to say being timed gives me heart palpitations. But <laughs> I'm going to say that this is a classic argument of risk versus reward. While I completely understand the... <clears throat> hold on. I need, to, I need to collect my thoughts here to me the re- <laughs> stop laughing at me to me the reward of a soft gooey center 1000 percent outweighs even if even if that soft gooey center has less texture and granted this is an argument all about texture right this isn't about flavor this isn't about like anything other than texture but to me the reward the reward of a soft gooey center with less texture outweighs the risk of a dry edge and you know I feel pretty well versed in brownies. I did win the the brownie trivia. I just want to point that out, and and I've made a few brownies in in my career. And while while texture to me is completely is a necessity for anything, whether it be a savory dish or or pastry, the thought of eating a dry brownie side, which is kind of what this argument is all about, right? Because if I'll finish that sentence. Is is horrific. Stop looking at me like that, Richard. <laughs> I told you I'm not great at concise. Crispy and crunchy are never a term that I that I want to apply to a brownie. Whereas like soft and gooey and fudgy are the ultimate terms that should be applied to a brownie. I really didn't prepare enough for this. To me, <laughs> I'll, I'll take this as, as an example. Yes, a brownie edge, when cooked absolutely perfectly, gives you the best of every world, right? You get the texture, you get the, the sort of chew of the edge, but then you can get these the, those fudgy centerpieces. But I am rarely the person actually baking the brownies. And I will say that more often than not, I find, are you grabbing your wine? Because this is taking too long. <laughs> more often than not, I find that people overcook brownies. And... Mm. Agreed. And to me that that risk, it's not worth it to me. and and if I can take the centerpiece of of even a, a pan of overcooked brownies, generally, you can get what you want out of that centerpiece in terms of that that fudgy consistency and desire. The middle also can be thrown in the refrigerator and therefore stored longer, but also is just as pleasant when when slightly underbaked in the center just as pleasant when eaten cold as it is when eaten warm. So I feel like you can enjoy a brownie center in in multiple different atmospheres, temperature levels. Don't cling your thing at me, I'm not quite done. And to me, this is the ultimate test of patience because if you have enough patience to wait for your brownies to cool for long enough to be able to cut them into perfect center squares, then you, have I retire my statement. (laughs) and now he's getting going to tea
5: maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe crystal i mean you can chime in here maybe one of the most adorable arguments we've ever had like just just out of just <laughs> it was adorable
1: i thought it was real i was it I was charming it was charming was it was charming it was adorable
5: charming. it didn't start till 2 minutes and 30 seconds in but what
1: <laughs>
3: also
4: wait i'm going to hey, i just want to say one more thing up out loud I just, because i took so long warming up you can also add texture to your brownie by, like, adding Oreos or things in the center to amp up. Do that not make texture. me bring the bailiff in.
5: Brooke Williamson, you had your three minutes, and once it That's once okay. it once, I'm you, I'm once deep, you once I'm I'm you warmed deader.
4: up, I told you I'm much more comfortable cooking. Once you warmed up,
5: it got really hot, and when 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 I say hot, I mean I'm I mean cold because you're you're. Your commentary about the, the center being good cold, I thought was really, really compelling.
1: That was compelling. And I agree with that. I thought, I thought the argument got really good.
5: Ellen, Ellen like, I minutes. like it. You're going to get your time right now. And uh, my favorite line of the first debate there from Brooke, I really didn't prepare for this. That was my favorite. Keeping it real, as always. Uh, Ellen Bennett, you got three minutes and you're going to let us know why edges are superior. Your time starts now.
1: I've always enjoyed going against the grain. And while the middle is great, it's classic, to Brooke's point, she made some really excellent statements there. It's soft, it's gooey, you can make it cold, you can make it hot. But there's something about the questionable edges that end up being unique and different. Like, sometimes half the edges are a little bit burnt and the other half are not. And every bite is an adventure. And I like being surprised. And I also love taking those edges and adding them on as almost like a topping to other things. Like you want to take brownie edges and throw them on some vanilla ice cream. You have the softness of the vanilla ice cream and then you have the warm crunch of the edges. And yes, maybe you can't freeze them, but the truth is anytime people are cutting the edges, it always has a little bit of the gooey chunk attached. It's never just the crunchy edge. There's always some little nip, bib, little thingy that you have that is the actual center. So to me, it's the best of both worlds. It's everything that Brooke claimed for the center Plus, on top of it, the added layer of texture, which, come on, everybody loves texture. It's just, like, the difference between good and great. And then, yeah, maybe you're missing out on the walnuts because the walnuts typically tend to be towards the center. But when I'm eating brownies at home, I will actually have a stash of nuts right next to me, and I supplement nuts into the bites because I like it to be really crunchy so I'll take the edge and then add a walnut and put it in my mouth and then it's that much better so to me you go for the edge you get all the crunch the texture etc and then you can add it on to other things that you're eating for desserts etc like I've had baklava edges on frozen greek yogurt and that was delicious so just you can do the literally the same thing with brownies that's it I'll stop there Beep I'll beep myself
5: oh. <laughs> Alan <Bennett coming> in. <laughs>
4: She didn't even have to be told to stop. No,
5: she did not. (laughs) Brooke Williamson, that's a keen observation coming from. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No. Some people come in prepared.
4: I like to wing it, guys. Listen,
5: Ellen Bennett coming in with another valid argument here. It's really about texture contrast with the edges and really making the argument for the utility of the edges, that the edges are not just good on their own, but that they make other things better. I like this. I have not had baklava. Corners and crisps and edges on yogurt. Yes, Brooke Williamson, you don't have to raise your hand, but I appreciate your... your Yes, Brooke?
1: Your, your good manners.
5: You're, yes, yes, you're, I'd like exactly. To,
1: I'd
4: like to rebut while I still have Ellen's comments fresh in my head.
5: Okay, your time... <laughs> Your time of rebuttal starts now, Brooklyn.
4: First of all, I want—I do want to say that this world is tailored toward edge lovers, and Amazon actually makes a brownie edge pan, which is horrific to me because that just tightens your chances of eating a dry brownie. Where every brownie is actually an edge, it's like a snake. Anyway, to to counter the point about brownie edgies edges being the perfect ice cream topping, I'm going to say that brownie centers are the perfect ice cream to- topping because I'm also a hot fudge lover, and brownies, uh, brownie centers specifically, when served cold or potentially frozen, give you exactly what you want from like a, a cold, seized up fudge sauce. Also, you can turn them into ice cream sandwiches, much to Ellen's point that you can't freeze brownie edges, you can freeze brownie centers. Often brownies are made with oil rather than butter, which makes them the perfect vehicle for housing um, some some ice cream in the center and then freezing and eating later. They stay soft. They they remain that sort of ooey gooey fudgy texture. And yeah, that there's there's my rebuttal to to Ellen, one of Ellen's major main points.
5: Brooke Williamson. Thank you. Not, have we seen a rebound like that in this in this contest? We've done 40 episodes of this show. <laughs> and what a rebound, what a rebuttal.
4: Thank you. I was more prepared the second I mean, time. I mean, I had trouble,
5: I had, listen, to be honest with you, you had a lot of great points. I did have trouble writing all of them down because I was busy running to Amazon to buy this edge-only <laughs> well, pen. but. I guess we
1: know where you stays, I,
5: chairs, huh? But it's time now for Ellen Bennett. Your time starts now.
1: I think my rebuttal is more of a I appreciate what Brooke brought to the table and I agree with a lot of the things that she said. I just prefer the outside edge instead of the inside edge. And I think you can have the best of both worlds. You can love the inside and still grab a piece of the edge on the outside. This isn't a one or the other. You guess who's got the whole damn brownie dish? You do. So you get to choose whatever freaking piece you want because you made the whole damn thing. So if you want to take a little edge and the center and throw some ice cream and then a gallon of walnuts like E B over here does, then like touche, my friend. Do that. You do you. <laughs> beep. There, I'm dead. Meow.
5: Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: <laughs> meow. Meow beep.
5: We're liking our buzzers too much. I love it. <laughs> Ellen Bennett, letting it, le- but but you prefer. I mean, just want to say it's not one or the other. It is in this court. It's one or the other. So you're you you would choose an edge, Ellen, over a centerpiece, correct?
1: I would choose an edge because typically the edge has a little piece. Yeah, of Yeah, but the I center. feel like that was a really murky right. opinion there. I feel
4: like maybe you're Ooh. wavering on your. <laughs>
5: I, I will I will determine I will determine third yeah. rebuttal mm-hmm. honestly like this is this is Brooke though this like just to be clear this is Brooke she's going in for the kill right now she, like, she, she
1: start, She's like she's
5: starting to warm up
4: I feel up. like Ellen might have changed her mind a little bit just from my last argument
5: <laughs> I will determine that Brooke Williamson. there good we have she it is. That's... the you very know? tough debate it it is brownie edges versus brownie middles <laughs> I will now retire to my chambers just off-screen and I will return with my verdict on this very very controversial
3: topic. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like
2: Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show, we have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man, he's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC Plus.
4: I, I also love a corner piece because then you get more center with the edges.
5: I'm going to make a controversial statement here. What about the scrapings on the bottom of the pan? No one, no one. <laughs> And we are back.
1: He just chopped him in the debate.
5: <laughs> yeah. I, right. I think I just did. Yeah. It's a debate about brownie edges versus brownie middles. The sound effects are too fun. <laughs> Brooke Williamson, Ellen Bennett, here we go. Both of you gave me a lot to think about. Ellen, it's all about textural contrast. You get the crispy edge. You get a little bit of that soft, gooey middle that's always connected to the edge. I thought that that was not a really always, important part. Not always, just FYI, art. not always. One of the great arguments on EB side there was the fact that you have the utility of the edges and then you can use them to make a sundae, anything you want better. Like, don't get rid of those edges, even if they are burnt. You get that contrast, you get the crispy and the gooey together. Brooke Williamson, when she got going, <laughs> it was all about the soft and gooey fudge. <laughs> It was about you can't overcook the center. It's got, it's got greater shelf life, and it's, it's great for fudges. I mean, and you can make an ice cream sandwich of it. Lots of really, really interesting points there at the end. I have thought long and hard about this decision, which was literally about 36 seconds today. And this court has made its final decision. The winner in the food court debate on brownie edges versus brownie centers is.
1: Wow, that's a long pause.
5: It's Brooke oh Williamson. My God. Wow. Brooke wow. Williamson coming through, snatching it yes! away from Ellen Bennett at the end because Ellen clearly won the first round. Very and Brooke's clearly. rebuttal was very, very I. strong. The fudge commentary, <laughs> the it was really, you know what it was, ladies? It was the ice cream sandwich. It was the ice cream sandwich that it, the center can make an ice cream sandwich, and that is what did it. I just want to thank goodness,
4: right meow for the rebuttal segment <laughs> of this podcast because I really feel like I I really blew it in that first 3 minutes. So
5: You did. You I'm did. Shocked.
1: You. I'm shocked. I'm <laughs> impressed. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Proud of you from coming yes, back from Ellen. the dead. As
5: always, good sports. Cheering each other on. Brooke pulling it off just in the uh, the the dying embers of the game. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us. I hope, ladies, you both had a good time. And good news that your friendship is so very easy and that you can split a pan of brownies anytime you want. Right? Anytime. I mean, that's not going to. Oh, exactly. Really I'll, I'll get it on that. I'll take the bottom sheet of it. Because no one wants that part. Nobody Clearly. wants the
4: scrapings on the pan.
5: No one yeah. wants the scrapings, <laughs> like except scrapings. that's what I get. We'll yeah. mail
4: you the yeah. scrapings. When mail we me, like, the, gonna mail me the scrapings. I'm going to the deliver brownies to Ellen right now <laughs> to say thank you for being my partner. And then we'll just mail you the, the empty pan, Richard. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Mail you the scrapings
4: in the empty pan.
5: Clearly <laughs> what I <Yeah>. deserve. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to Food Court. I'm Richard Blaze, and I've been your judge and jury. You can find Ellen on Instagram at Ellen Marie Bennett, and on her beautiful new book, you can find that. Dream first, details later. It's on shelves now. It's all over digital. You can pick it up wherever you want to find that weird brownie pan that Brooke was talking about as well. If you're looking for a new apron, definitely check out HeadleyandBennett.com. For more Brooke, you can find her on Instagram at ChefBrookeW, that's Brooke with an E, and as a guest judge on the upcoming season of Bobby Flay's Barbecue Brawl, and as a judge on this season of Top Chef, her restaurant Playa Provisions is in LA and a perfect spot to visit this summer or maybe like tomorrow. Ladies, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Any last words? Oh. <laughs> Ew. <Meow. laughs> And there you have, have it. Plus. That
1: was I Ellen it. who
4: adopted oh, I love the it! Handle. I love you guys. That was that was oh. fun. Always you a have pleasure. It. Oh, oh, a pleasure. Always a pleasure. A pleasure. Mr. Richard Blaze and, and Miss
1: Ellen Marie Bennett. You guys are amazing and so much Aww. fun to chat with. You guys are the best too. That was so fun. Richard, thanks for inspiring us to both go make brownies. Oh as I'm as doing my that gosh. Tonight. So, I can't so, wait. Real, so, that's what's going to happen. For sure.
5: What do you think, audience? Did I get it totally wrong or did I get it right? What's your favorite part of the brownie? Let us know on the Food Court Pod Instagram or at Richard Blaze across social media or at Richard Blaze official on the TikTok. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my food court clerks are David Wasserman and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Neesmith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Food court with- sure
3: Right Rug Flooring.